Hello everyone and welcome back to the Africa podcast. Um, today I have with me guest on our show. Um, so of the usual suspects, my, my name is Furo. I have Lao Lu and Nusa. Do you hello, guys want to say hello? Hello anyway. <laughs> hello, hello. Yeah, and our special our first ever guest, Koromine. Uh, Koromine is a branding and communication specialist. Uh, she'll be, you know, joining this episode. Koromine, would you like to say hi? Hello, everyone. I'm so glad to be a part of this amazing podcast. Thank you for having me on. In our usual <laughs> fashion, we're pointing out that if we sound uncoordinated it's because we are doing this remotely we are washing our hands and staying as far away from each other as possible right so let's just jump right into it so uh, what we want to discuss today is really you know in these times of COVID-19 how are people responding um, how are businesses responding and we want to sort of zero in on you know the trends and sort of investments like are people investing are people remaining liquid like you know what do you guys feel like people have been doing? Like, we've seen a lot of headlines um, in recent times about, I mean, so e- there's a huge rise in e-commerce, for instance, right? Um, a lot of people are shopping online more. Um, delivery services are cropping up everywhere. Um, you see, I think there's almost every day one new FMCG has now announced a delivery service um so is it that people are just staying liquid and blowing all their money on like you know meeting their day-to-day needs or with the looming you know unemployment and all the things that we expect that might come out of this are people being a bit more cautious and saving and what are they putting their money into well um i think the the answer to that question i might it might, I mean, obviously, it differs from from person to person. Um, for starters, um, you know, rates in 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 the country are already very pathetic. They were before COVID nineteen um, struck, and that was one of the reasons why many people started looking to alternative investments. You know, and using apps like Bamboo and and Chaka and the likes to sort of explore these opportunities. But again, like we like to point out, for the vast majority of Nigerians, like investment is not even an option for them, you know, considering that they're living um, hand to mouth. So for some, for most people, I'm, I would assume that staying liquid will be the biggest priority, you know, because the things that they have to grapple with are much closer to them than, say, um, Basically, what I'm trying to say is if you are trying to buy rice so that you can feed your family every day, um, investments won't really be your thing. And I can also speak for myself. I'm not putting my money inside anything at this moment, please. I need to remain liquid because nobody knows what is going to happen. So that's my own hot Yeah, support. I think if, if you have, unless you have money as well, like very, very expendable income, you should invest. But for like the rest, or you just hold your money. Yeah. Live on buy dollar, just hold your money. Because buying dollar is daft now. You can't move it up. So the benefit of having a dollar is dead. Well, to be fair, on that point, people are getting a bit creative. Um 
and trying to use cryptocurrency, of which I know that that, that oneself has taken a beating and it has been, I mean, normally it's volatile, but it has been very volatile in the last like couple of weeks or so at the, at the time that we're recording this um, podcast. But I know a couple of people who are trying to exit the country using cryptocurrency, you know, they'll buy in Nigeria and then sell on an, like a foreign exchange to get value over there. So there's also that. I'd like to point out that I am not encouraging um, cryptocurrency on this podcast, so nobody can accuse me in future of saying anything. So I mean, what's it called? Um, if you can do that, like if you have access to that, I, I would actually even recommend that versus instead of buying dollar for dollar sake, like if you have a foreign account where you can keep your FX, it's, it's better to just stash your money there versus keeping it here because with with the restrictions if these things get worse very soon if you have a dumb account don't let you withdraw your in dollar they'll let, you have to withdraw at in naira at cbn's rate yeah so the dollar that the dollar that you bought for 450 they might the only way you can withdraw it is at 360. you can't use it to buy anything online because if especially ugtb customers because you can't use your card online yeah, you can't do anything with it, so your dollar is just stuck there. So I mean, for we've now, seen that happen before. Literally a couple of years ago, um, EcoBank was trying to. My dad was trying to get dollars out of his dumb account, and then there was the CBN regulation on that, and they were offering him naira for the USD that he had in there. The man just left the thing and moved on with his life. But they relaxed yeah. it a couple of months later, but. Yeah, is for us that's a precedent, so it's something that can happen. So that's a risk yeah, you have to bear in mind. We've already seen the limitations on withdrawal. So before you could, you know, fund your account with cash and then use that cash for like online transactions to transfer to people and all of that. But like recently, you've seen that the banks have locked up that avenue. So yeah, so if you want to use dollar for actual transactions. Um, having it in a domiciliary account may not be your best bet for now, um, because yeah, we don't know. We don't know like how much longer we're going to be in this situation because we're seeing estimates. I mean, I saw the PwC or KPMG; they had some estimates like that went up to about twelve months. You know, like, and people are saying even if we come out of the lockdown. Chances of just returning back into like full, the yeah, full economic, like full economic, um, what's it called? <laughs> I words fail me right now. Anyway, returning to like full economic activity um, might not happen as you know soon as you expect or anytime soon, if that makes sense. So yeah, if you want to save in dollar, maybe maybe not in the country right now. Um, but we still see quite a number of people trying to like spread their risks and investing in like mutual funds, like those that have spare cash, because at least your risk is a bit spread. Because when you're investing in a mutual fund, you're not investing in one particular, um, what's it called, market, for instance. I know like the Standard Chartered guys offer, like you can you can invest in like um, sectors. So they have funds that are tied to particular sectors, and you can actually invest in those different funds. Um, and yeah, so like right now, obviously healthcare is like the most juicy, 
sector to invest in but obviously if you really want to make some gains you should have invested before all of this started so yeah you still see a couple people investing but um i i will be very like i'm very curious as to how um apps like chaka and, and bamboo have performed in this like in this period have they have they witnessed any growth um in terms of user base like any spike not growing I expect that they are they are growing on a daily basis, but in terms of like a spike in the number of users, the way the likes of Zoom in the US and Teams have experienced. So yeah, what's it called? They probably won't admit it, but who has money? Like who has money to be putting the putting away? Because even the things you want to, I've already complained about the way those apps work, so I'm not even going to repeat myself. Again, I sound like I'm beating a dead horse, but the global economy is tanking. They, they too, they're going through it. They're going through it. So I don't know how you are going to sell somebody on on a market that is going that is a near rock bottom and that just doesn't seem to have like then where the end doesn't seem anywhere in sight. So I. Uh, Maybe they get numbers if you can convince them, but I don't think that they are growing as as they would have grown maybe a year ago. Because it's already like a tough sell. Like telling people to invest in like stock markets is already a tough sell. I mean, um, and maybe Koro can can speak to this, but could it, given how they market some of their, Okay, I'll just come out and say it. Like, given the way they market their their product, you know, invest in USD, don't tie your money down in Naira that is consistently being devalued and, and invest all of in that. Apple. Invest in Apple. Yeah, invest in <laughs> Apple, invest in Google, buy these stocks. And knowing how Nigerians are, I know that a lot of people who, who make investments um, and use those apps are not... Are, are not in my opinion, I may be wrong and I'm just putting putting it out there, but are not as educated regarding yeah. that product as they ought to be to be using it. So given all of this, the financial literacy of the users and how those guys market it, could it be that people are still, I mean, in these desperate times, you know, people are looking for easy, um, easy ways to boost their their financial positions could that be like a source again we don't know if they're growing like that but could that could that be enough for them to experience some growth in this period and i i'll tell you why i'm saying this after um Kuro speaks to it definitely and i think the the use of the word desperate is so important because that is something that a lot of these kinds of companies are going to ride on. The fact that, like you said, a lot of people are not really educated about the services that these types of apps offer. For them, they just hear the buzzwords, you know, like the Apple, Google, invest, buy stocks. It sounds very exciting. Yeah. Um, and because of the language that is used as well, because the whole point of marketing is you're marketing to people's emotions. Well, that's if a company is doing it right. Um, you're not you you're not working to convince people. You're speaking directly to their emotions. So if there's fear, if there's panic, what you're trying to do is you're going to reassure them and let them know that whatever product or service you're offering 
it's going to take them from this um, <clears throat> this weird place of like poverty to just you know riches and just wealth and all of that. So you're going to see words like that. You know, diversify your your investments, like whatever the <laughs> hell. That no, so I'm just so you know. So the whole idea is let's get people. You know, let's get their spirits jacked up. Let's, you know, let's, you know, let's get them hype about this product. But the truth is that there's only so much they're going to share. Um, whatever content they're creating is going to give limited information just to get the users on board, just to get them to at least make their first or buy their first stock. Because as long as a purchase is made, um, the company is making money, right? Whether people buy one or two, whatever, as long as somebody takes that first step to actually yeah. purchase the stock then you know from there you know they have their users um but i will say though that they're going to keep whatever education that they're putting out very very limited and what they're going to do is they're going to try to get people um for example um influential not influential like um people people who are very big on you know, personal finance, those influential voices, um, they're going to get them to speak about, you know, how to invest and during these times. And so when you bring people, um, voices that people trust online, you're likely to also grow your audience base, right? Even though those people are speaking to a very specific target market. So like Nosa said, if you do not have this type of disposable income, it's not wise to do that. But the average Nigerian is going to think like that. To them, you know, um, Mr. So-and-so and Mrs. So-and-so is saying, this is the best time to do this, so I'm going to go ahead and do it, right? Um, mm -hmm. Even though, they're, I mean, whoever it is I speak in is probably not going to say, look, it's a bit risky if you don't have, you know, this type of income because that's not going to look good for whatever company they're representing in that time, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think that that's what's happening now. Um, and we are going to, um, you know, like Furo said, I think a lot of people think that the economy is just going to bounce back and things are just going to stabilize, you know, you know, if there's a, a vaccine or, you know, or like magically numbers just go down to zero or something. Yeah. But that's far from the reality. So I think a lot of people at the end of this thing or, you know, after a couple of months are really going to regress some decisions, some financial decisions they're going to make, um, you know. And the thing is that whoever it is that kind of guided them or coached them into making these decisions, they're not going to take the fall for it. It's just going to be a case of, yeah, I gave you my professional um, um, opinion. You, you had the responsibility to do research and ensure that you fell into whatever bucket that I was actually addressing in my IG live or my Twitter chat or whatever it is that they're doing, yeah. you know? Um, so yeah, so it, I think companies like that, and like Nosa said, it's unlikely they're going to actually tell us their numbers. So we're mm -hmm. only, we only put guessing games. Um, it's unlikely they're actually going to come and say like, oh yeah, during COVID-19, you know, our numbers rose. We, you know, we did X amount in number and, you know, in value and volume. And even if they do, I would not trust it because I haven't worked in, you know, in this sector, I know that <laughs> there's also padding that goes on. So even <laughs> then, I would, take, <laughs> I would take a lot of things with a pinch nope. of salt. I, I yeah. would, yeah. So we're talking about data sharing and all of that. Um, how do we see the tech guys responding to all of this? I feel like personally, like Corona said, people in the tech industry are probably um better place to survive all of this. Of course, it, I think she, she did all this conversation before now. <laughs> Um, I think the tech guys are better suited to survive this in terms of they're um, already like before now, like before this all started, they already had like remote work 
tools like readily available not necessarily already working remotely but quite a number of them already relied on either slack or jira or something to basically track tasks and they're very much task oriented versus you know bigger corporates being more email activity oriented and yeah all of that so how do we see the tech guys really responding like beyond being able to work remotely i i i, I read like um paga for instance they started they reduced their fees pretty early for transactions mm-hmm. and all of that um like corbin do you have something to say about um, yeah um it's so great that you mentioned that because right before the virus before our numbers went up in lagos well in nigeria in general but especially in lagos um GT had sent an email cutting their transfer their NIP transfer fees for transactions mm-hmm. up to 5000 naira. I mean, at first I was like, okay, this is not a loss, but then I thought I'm probably not their target market, you know. Um so the whole idea was, you know, you know, we're going to take away those transfer fees just to ensure that you're able to send money to your friends and to your loved ones and your family members and all of that. And when Buhari first announced the initial 2 weeks there was not enough time i think we had 48 hours i think or maybe yeah. even less actually. yeah but there wasn't enough time for people to sort of get their you know put their house in order so i thought okay this is great gt doing this and all of that but i would say that since then um i mean from my end i i have i have four different bank accounts and i would say that i haven't really seen any you know emails from this bank saying that okay we're cutting fees here we're cutting fees there you know but i know that it's something that is happening even with banks globally um it's happening with Wells Fargo and Monzo like they're sending out emails where they're just essentially saying we're supporting you through this times so and we're trying to make it easier for you um so i i would if i could encourage more financial institutions to do that to just take away that burden um from their customers at least for a bit of time um non financial institutions are actually doing it um my, my gyms both my gyms put a hold on billing um for i think a, mm. for about a month yeah just to you know because i mean what are you charging customers for they're not we're not going to yeah. you know so they're putting a hold on that and you know other companies are doing something similar other businesses are doing that because they know that whatever is going to happen in the next few months it's not going to be the same for their businesses and for their customers so i would say that yeah banks need to do that more people are shopping online more as well so what the transaction fees look like so for companies that do switching for example like flutterway paystack you know where they're charging transaction fees whether the merchants bear the cost or the customers bear the cost what's that going to look like are they going to revise those fees to make it easier to you know you know kind of provide a cushion essentially um or are they just going to be thinking about okay well we have to make a, we have to make revenue as well we have to make profit as well so maybe it's not going to be wise to actually cut our fees you know so these are interesting conversations and i mean i don't know if any of these institutions have actually come out to talk about it i i mean i know there are a lot of like ig live sessions and everybody's like bringing their expert opinions but i know that i haven't at the moment heard anyone really say okay this is how we want to support merchants um yeah. in this this is how we want to support their customers you know knowing that you know like we mentioned earlier knowing that a lot of companies are switching to they're going digital which means they're going to be depending on these um payment companies to provide tools for them to be able to charge customers cards do you know what i mean so everybody i feel like needs to be supporting yeah. each other okay what's the best yeah. possible way we can 
help each other, protect each other as well, and ensure that people are not depleting their funds or their savings or their income because they're trying mm -hmm. to provide for themselves. Um, because that's what's on everybody's mind right now. How am I going to last? How, how am I going to fare over the next couple of months? Um, so yes, I think there needs to be a lot of collaboration that's going to happen between banks, financial institutions, merchants, and their customers. I don't know how it's going to happen, especially in a country like this. But I, I yeah, I think we need to. It needs yeah. a conversation we had. Yeah. Yeah, I think on that note, I mean, we saw like recently, Carbon launched a partnership with an insurance company. Laulu, do you want to share about that? Eh? Which one? Carbon oh, now. Oh, oh, the Axel Mansard one. Axel Mansard health insurance thing. Sorry, bro. You know, say loudly, you don't say that one. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> but yeah, the, um, the policy thing for um, customers who meet certain requirements. <laughs> to be honest with you, I'm, I, I, I really don't. I mean, if I feel like if you are going to do good, just do good. Which one is the one that the people must have? They must have funded their accounts with 5k. Uh, you must have used uh, in the last month or something. Like, I don't, me, I don't know. I, I may be wrong. So, yeah, spoils brats, but yeah. On, there's nobody that's being like truly altruistic in this country, like right now. Yeah. Nobody's, everybody's taking advantage of the situation. People are trying to milk the most of what's it called, of most of this lockdown. Because even, they're, they're all trying to drive use. They're all trying to drive their numbers. They're all trying to drive growth. Like, GTB gave that thing off 5K. I th it was it was only for a limited period. Yeah. Um, yeah. Echo Bank used that to announce the fact that they're, what's it called? That, they're, that their transfers are free. Now, same thing with Standard Shattered. Carbon is doing, oh, we're doing 30 free transfers for two weeks or something. Uh, everybody has just been very opportunistic in this period. There's nothing as nobody has done like the real stuff. Like no bank has said, "Okay, your loans, you're going to pause your loans, your loan payments." Nobody has done the real, the real thing that's actually doing people. Nobody has gone that way. Everybody has been more. Sorry, a couple of banks there. have granted moratoriums. So they just didn't announce it. I mean, and it's not it's not altruistic either, but they have granted those moratoriums because what what do you do if, if you don't grant that moratorium? It's going to show on your books as bad debts, and that doesn't help you as a business. So, yeah, so it's, they grant that moratorium. It's not altruistic. It's not altruistic. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, it's not. It's not, really it's not altruistic. Fidelity Bank said they are giving customers. Uh, 150k, but you must have a special, a specific type of fidelity savings account <laughs> to qualify for the 150k. It's, it's just a, it's a mess. I, I think everybody is doing the, everybody is doing the one to meet their bottom line, and I don't even blame them. Yeah. CBS find banks, find banks in this period for not missing Sierra. FIRS is telling. FIRS, the official FIRS account today sent out a tweet that ah, telcos are making money, supermarkets are making money, so people should pay taxes early. Like, this is official, official <laughs> FIRS account. I think so, the the places where we found the 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 altruism or the type of altruism that we're looking for is is in like on on a personal basis. So I know 
um, a couple of guys who have teamed up with their friends, lots of them in the technology space to build this platform where they disburse 10K to people every three weeks. Um, and all you need to qualify for that money is um, provide your BVN, which I think they use that to check your, to validate that you're a human being and to ensure that they can't, that they don't um, like pay you twice. And you can get 10K every um, every three weeks. I know that they've, they are trying not to push it too loudly um, so that they are not overwhelmed, but um, I think it's it's ab- it's absolutely brilliant what's what they're doing and yeah. But what's good uh, isn't there's one now we are together. Yeah, 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 that's one the one. For, that's one the one that I'm one. talking about. The we are but together one. We are together one. Isn't that that's like that's driven by Paystack? Yeah? No, 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 no. It's um, yeah. it's, um Bento verified ng guys. Ebo and Chidoze. They're the ones who push it, but they partnered. Yeah, but they partnered with people. Them, there are multiple startups in that thing. It's not just verified. So they started it and then asked people to fund it, join to yeah. join them. So they they were the ones who put down. I think they put down in million. But, but you know, but you know, verified or ng is pushing their verified or ng product. No, so they just put brand sponsorship now. The no, 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 no. If you give them money, they will put your sponsor. They will put your. If you I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, okay, what does Verified NG do? It's payroll. payroll. They don't do what's it called? How do you disperse the payments? What payments? They le- so they are not leveraging on Verified NG tech to disperse payments. No, 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 no. They 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 built a they built a platform. I think that's where Paystack comes into the picture. So they partnered. They so when they sent out the original mail, they were looking to partner with everybody to do all sorts. There are guys in PW, which is even how I came into contact with the thing. Um, there are guys in PWC to provide audit services, um, Paystack and Co to provide the technology for disbursements. They needed a banking partner. They were talking to us to try to see if we could onboard people, but then there there were worries about BVM registration and all of that. So it, they are not pushing a verify agenda at all. That would that's not even the market to push it. So see, what I'm saying is it's not it's not an outright sell. It's not an outright sell. Because there are multiple people that have done that have done this fundraising thing for the need. And I just want to let you know that when you filter through the dust, it's a product push. I'm a, I, I will take this product push over handing money over to the government. And asking them to disburse to the at risk, even though I don't know what that means, yeah. Because even me, I'm at risk. I don't know why I did not get any part of that money. But okay, okay. Lalu, you have not looked at numbers. You're not at risk. You're not at risk. No, sir. Please, I'm. A, I, I don't understand. Are you in yeah, my house? Yeah, you're, you're not at risk. Do you according know if I've been drinking gallery for the to, last three weeks? According to official numbers, Lagos has like zero percent of the vulnerable in this country. You say how like you zero percent. Lagos is not that. So, oh, you see, wow. so a lot of this thing, a lot of, a lot of urban poverty falls through the cracks. Mm. So it's it's very rural focus. So yeah, which, never be I, which is why I am grateful for that. Say what you will about the we are together thing, but I know someone who I sent that link to, and the guy was just praying. And in my mind, I'm like, guy, this thing is not really... Because I have to tell him, like, yo, this isn't me. 
that is doing this. This is just a bunch of people who saw that, man, the government is not going to turn up for everybody. Maybe some people will get some relief. I mean, there have been videos all over the internet of the, in air quotes, relief material that they've been sending, you know, a community, <laughs> a community with like 200 houses, they got like one nylon bag of rice. And the guys were just being, they were very sarcastic in how they were saying thank you to the government, you know, and just travesty upon travesty in how relief has been distributed during this So Individuals pushing it is, for me, I I will take that. So with regards to the relief materials being shared by government, obviously what is happening is what happens with anything government. If you saw, there was was an interview with Dangote, this guy, Access Bank, all of them, and they're talking about how they're going to leverage local government structures and this and that. And honestly, when I heard that, I was like, well, that's that. It has scattered. Because once you get to the local government office, then they'll collect like 90% before they they disseminate the rest to the actual people that would, you know, need this relief material so it's not so maybe they're trying it on the government side but then for as long as they leverage their structures which are very porous and very i don't even I, like corrupt that's the word really mm. then you know the people Bro, that it actually, sounds like you have inside gist do you want to share <laughs> well, i don't have inside i love watching news please arise. Uh, what's the talk? just a mildly related I don't if we are I don't think I'm looking at the we are together Instagram and is everyone else handling it. Can someone keep that man away from social media and keep him away from comms? He can't talk. He doesn't know how to talk to people at all. It's like that everything if you read their thing, the stuff is like put it where you want to put it. That's oh, that's oh main type. Oh my god. Read it now, read it. Like he's always vexing for guys. <laughs> Koro, yeah, comes expert, please. <laughs> Do you believe everyone should be on social media hardly anything fun for any company? Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. I just want to let everybody know that if they are ever looking to arrest anybody on this podcast, it cannot be oh, anyone of us. It's just Nosa alone that we should be targeting. See, um, somebody, somebody asked about BGA. Uh, said, this, but seriously, this comes up a lot and it's absurd. This is Ebo, one of the coordinators. My BVN is XYZ. There's absolutely nothing you can do with that number that can hurt me. can only be used for verification purposes. It is so abrasive, man. I don't understand. You mean there's no social media intern that can flower this thing up? No, no there is this. Let me just let you know right now. There's, there's, and there's not going to be one. So let's just, he's gonna run this, he's gonna run it. Let's just accept it. It's not even going to. I mean, to be to fair, be. he did drive it. So, I mean, yeah, last lap. I mean, please, guys. It's a, I mean, it's, 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 it's a side note, but yeah, it's just, I was just checking because I wanted to see something. I was like, man, why is this guy fighting everybody asking questions? Like, guys are asking what. On Pardon? Twitter, yes. On the official account. <laughs> Anyways, back to what we're discussing. Um, <laughs> I'm picking up from um, Ebun's comments about uh, BBN. 
and people's concerns around fraud. I know that we've seen a spike in fraud related issues. So I know I personally have received quite a number of ransom emails mm-hmm. like we mm-hmm. saw you that day, send us this amount in Bitcoin in the oh, next 10 God. hours, don't test us. <laughs> ah, Furo, they are sending you. Oh, what did you do for goodness sake? I don't. <laughs> Furo. Oh, God. Uh, what's it called? There, there is a ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous amount of fraud that's going on. It's unbelievable. It is unbelievable. Can this, even this thing, I'm going to say, uh, yes, because he has put his BVN out there. I can use his BVN and put it in a bank account. Yeah. It's one of these digital banks. I can yeah. say I am able. I send it to people to give me money. I was like, this yes, that his this identity, happens. his identity yep. is hijacked. Yep. This happens a lot. Like with just his BVN, I can right now, as far as I'm speaking on my laptop, I can get his name, I can get his date of birth, I can get his house address, I can get his NIN, I can get his picture. It guys are banging for you don't even know, like at unreal levels, like. I'm, I'm processing chargebacks every day. I'm having fraud discussions. All manner. And it's not even just in Nigeria. There's like international fraud for COVID. Oh, you qualify for COVID relief. Give us your social security number. Okay, you this, this, this. There's so much identity theft going on right now. And it is ridiculous. Yeah. Like, people are hungry. And people are vulnerable. Worst combination. Um, uh, speaking of, just to take us... <laughs> Just to digress a bit, on this issue of hungry people, so my mom was telling me that um, someone that works for her was sharing some gist in her own area that the thieves are not even like breaking into houses and all. You know, all these like face me, I face you um, properties that people have now resorted to like stealing food right off the pot in these times. And I found it so hilarious. Like you leave the entire house and you start like they, apparently they'll go there with like a container so they don't carry the entire pot. So I mean obviously you can have pots to cook the next batch that they will steal. So they will pour the soup into a container and then take off. And I just find out very well. Sorry for digressing. I just had to share. Everyone needs yeah, to know this. I mean, it's not just it's not just there. I mean I was I was talking to someone and they're telling me how even like in Ogun State, um, if you know people that come out on the roadsides to sell food and stuff, they've been robbed. Like, and people just, they don't come and steal their money, just steal all the food and dip, you know. Um, so beyond like all the nice, snazzy, the tech-supported fraud, uh, we enable fraud, um, we see like there's a rise in, you know, um, person-to-person robbery and stuff. I mean, I was talking to one of, when a dev guy I know and he was telling me how he, you know, in his area, he's had to join the vigilantes because of this whole 100 million, maybe 10 million boys situation. Um, yeah, so th- there's a lot of, like, as expected in these times, like, there's a bit of a spike in crime because people have seen a window of opportunity um, and they're, you know, trying to take advantage of it for themselves. Yeah, but Koro, do you have any advice to... I mean, at this point, I feel like everybody should... Like, if if you are at least literate, you should know that fraud like fraud is a real risk, right? Mm-hmm. Especially if you have, like, bank apps. But mm-hmm. again, we'll just keep iterating. Do you have anything you want to say 
to people regarding fraud and like what they can do to protect themselves? You know, I would say a big one is actually putting out personal information. So I don't know if you guys notice this thing that happens on social media where people ask random questions like, oh, tell us five things about you, five interesting things about you. Yeah. Tell us five people don't know about you. I think it's so ridiculous to let thousands of strangers know things about you that your friends don't know. It, for me, it doesn't make any logical sense to put that type of information out there, knowing that there are all sorts of people on the internet. I mean, complete weirdos, and you don't actually know what they're doing with that information. And some of the questions they ask are questions that you would see, you know, when you're signing up for an account, and they're like, what's, you know, what's your secret, whatever, what's the thing called, where you have to yeah, set up like a question. Your secret question, you know, and it's something, you know, very off, like what's your middle name or what's your father's, you know, just what street were you born in, you know? And these are questions that are, asked and people just are happy to give out this information and because of what's going on with the lockdown and everything a lot of people are restless and they're losing their minds so it's likely that we're going to see an increase it's actually going to increase over time of people falling to you know falling in falling to and falling victim to scams and and these fraud emails and messages so i would say number one just can you just quit putting out your personal information if you must please lie i mean if you must answer these questions you know make up something you know so that's number one and number two um one of the emails i've received from monzo um they actually talk so this is a global issue so one of the points they made was like do not you know give do not share your pin or pay for anything over the phone no matter how convincing the person sounds so we're going to see a lot of people capitalizing on again how desperate people feel how emotional they are right now and they're going to be keen into their emotions and you know you're going to be seeing more pictures of you know oh i want to you know feed my neighborhood you don't even know where they got this picture from it's like some low quality picture we're raising money for this you know people calling you and saying um you know we're trying to you know you know raise money to feed an orphanage or whatever and they're asking yeah. you for your your information that's need to transfer money over the phone it's weird stuff you know um and you would think that people won't fall victim to that but you would actually be surprised by how gullible human beings can be when they are in certain um what, what's the word i want to use just when 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 things when, go when money is involved that's what you want to see. Yes, it, it just happens. I don't, I don't know what it is. And it's even worse when they feel destabilized, which a lot of people do. They're not used to working from home or being at home for long periods of time. So their minds are just sort of all over the place. So you, you need to be careful about who you're sending money to. People are raising, um, uh, you know, asking for donations. And all they're doing is send it to this account. There's no account name. I don't know who you are. How do I ensure that you're not some scam artist? You know, so you're sending, you know, money, thinking that people are going to use it for something good. Meanwhile, it's just going straight to their pockets, you know. So I'll be careful about also clicking on links to donate to charities, you know. I, you know, where did this person get your email from? Who is this person? You know, you just read a sub story and you fall for it. It's important to do research. Who is actually backing them? Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, it's important for people yeah. to actually just take time out to read before they even do anything. Read the email. If you see typos, there's a huge chance that it's a fraudster. You know, you know, one word is capitalized somewhere and then small letter, another place. 
you know, low quality logos. These are things that people need to pay attention to. If somebody did not put in the effort to actually put together a, a professional looking website, it's secured and all of those things, they're most likely a fraudster. It's very, 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 very likely. I'd also say be careful about sharing your bank account details. We're going to be seeing a lot of people saying they're dashing out money. First of all, who are you? Who are you? Where are you getting 10,000 naira, 50,000 naira to, to give out? You know, yeah. I, I think there was one time a comedian, I don't want to say a comedian, one of these funny people, uh, people that try to be funny, um, said, you know, <laughs> people should donate 500 naira to him and he will send it. I don't know, it was some weird stuff. Wasn't that, so, some you know, wasn't that a, a parody account? Well, it's not parody because it wasn't making jokes. Like somebody created an account to impersonate. You see what I'm saying? Exactly. It was Lassisi. And, yes, and then people were responding and really, and somebody really sent four kids to him. I, I, I mean, it was I ridiculous. It was That's ridiculous. It was really enough. Yeah, these giveaways, you know, and whatever form, you know, these giveaways come in, okay, send me 5k and I'll double it. All of these things just literally fraudsters trying to clean your money out. So be careful with emails. I mean, Access Bank, I was sending for Access Bank and GT are sending me two emails a day about fraud. I'm literally, so I can't even imagine um, what is happening on their on their you know on the on their customer service side. It means that customers are calling and saying, you know, somebody defrauded me. I got a call one time from this quote unquote small customer service rep telling me to pay for my data over the phone, and I said I don't understand. I recharge my data on the website, you know, or I use my bank app. I've never nobody has ever called me to tell me to recharge my account over the phone. And I said, okay, just to humor, just humor me. How exactly am I going to pay? She said, oh, you know, you can pay, you can give me your card number over the phone, or I can send you my account number. You can transfer the money to me and I'll transfer it to the Smile account. I was like, do you think I'm stupid or something? Like, do you really want me to believe that the, the managers of Smile, they went down to their customer service reps and said, here's our official Smile bank account number let people send you know and i just thought this is this is such a sad attempt i don't even know how she got my number honestly you don't even know people are probably selling information you don't even know yeah you know so yeah. i would just be like literally anybody calls you and says oh you know you can recharge your distant account you've never received a phone call like that then all of a sudden it's scam just fraud just just don't do it. <laughs> just literally don't do it. Don't do it. I, I don't i don't do like Kuda customer care, maybe I do it like at night. Uh, like every day. Maybe I do it like night before I go to bed. And I think I see at least two or three people saying they've been defrauded somehow, somehow, asking if I can help them recover their money. At least two or three. I don't even do like peak times. Like this late night. Oh, I didn't. I did this giveaway. So I should transfer money. Can you help me recover it? Oh, this what? person called me for this. I've seen all sorts of stories. Like also, man, people to... really need to to chill on those giveaways because I, I I get that the country is is difficult, but if somebody is doing giveaway, you know, it, you, you have to. I, I think very yeah, like just, for starters, there shouldn't be conditions. People like, don't know the type of information that's available. I just DM for Ebon's details. With your bank account, sir, I can get your own details. Like everything you use in filling your bank account, your account opening form, you can get it. It does. It costs me like yeah. five cents 
to get your information. It is not expensive. Yeah. There, are, I, I, there I, are people that have roles like as well. They have stacks of BVNs ready to deploy for whatever fraudulent thing they want to say. People don't understand. Data security in this, con- in this country is already nonsense. Don't help guys by putting your thing out there, by using your own hand and putting it out there. Yeah, there's there's a there's a reason why there's a reason why the BVN API is not available to everybody. No fintech can just wake up and say we are getting a BVN API. Yeah, literally. For you to get the BVN API, you have to get it from a bank. Yeah. Because those are the ones. Those are the only people need to give it to. Mhm. Yeah. So it's 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 not a it's not a small. Uh, people don't know. You don't put yeah. your things out there because it's very sensitive. Because if the people that can access BVN, like the BVN, that, that are supposed to be able to access BVN database, the sort of things that okay, they are bankers and they won't do anything to defraud you. But like right now, it's it's oh god, it's it's, it's another thing. It's another thing. I mean, so that's why this thing where everyone's talking about. Oh, my BVN is free. You can just. I was like, it's not. It's not like that. It's not like that. Yeah. Yeah, and, and and in all fairness, it's the reason why when um, we try to do some things as, as a bank, the risk and compliance guys usually push back because sometimes we we look at it from a user experience point of view and then they're just looking at all the possible applications that fraudsters can use to, beyond just moving your money, your identity, God forbid bad nonsense, they they commit frauds using your identity and then you become a wanted person for something you know absolutely nothing about. So I can give you an example. I think GTV or one of these, one of the big banks, they try to do an online account opening thing. So the first step is that you put in your BVN. When you put in your BVN, it displays a page with a summary of your details. I can literally get. Oh yeah, I remember. BVN I remember this. And go to that day and just be harvesting details. Or oh, I can harvesting. even just be randomly imputing BVNs and Don't saving. Don't just be getting. And just be and saving get those information. Just harvesting. Yeah. It's just, they, they used to show you your full picture, your name, your state, your phone name, date of birth, blah blah blah. It's like, okay, is this you? Continue. God. I think we've. So. We've tried for. Yeah, we. You've tried for this episode. <laughs> um, so I think like to just summarize the last topic, I think everybody should just be vigilant. Yes. Um, don't share your personal information, mm-hmm. you know, recklessly. It is personal information. It is named, it is personal, you know, keep it to yourself. Um, especially your financial information, even like just information about your life, you know, because that's what you use for security reasons yeah. as well. Um, yeah, I think... Does anybody have any parting words? Oh, I wanted to just quickly add that even with, you know, we talked about, um, oh, I don't know if we talked about companies pivoting to e-commerce, but I'll say mm-hmm. that even with companies that are saying you can order online and pay mm-hmm. online and everything, I would say pay attention to um, the payment, the model that they're using, the payment model, like yeah. ensure that it's what you actually know the the company you know so actually just do a search you know so if you're not familiar with paystack or flutter wave it's okay to just google and say okay what is this company you know um and even some of these um bigger companies financial institutions um like global accelerate and banks they have their own um 
they have their own what what are these called? I don't know why it's escaping. Payment gateways. So. Yeah, they have, they have their own payment gateways. So you might come across one that is unfamiliar to you, but it's okay to do a search because it's likely that the bank has created a separate landing page for this payment gateway where you can learn information about it. So I'd say just it's okay to do research. You are not being extra because you want to protect your literally your money and your own personal life. You know, so I'd say even with that, it's great that these companies are going digital. It's fantastic. But even then, it's the, the merchant is not going to take the fall if somebody defrauds you while you're yeah. making a payment online. You know, so why we want to encourage card usage because it helps with our GDP. Just be wise and just be careful. You know, these are very, very weird times. And there are people who are going to go after the vulnerable and the gullible. So just do not be one of them. Yeah. And just to add, there's some of these uh, FMCGs that are actually accepting bank transfers. So if you do see that, make sure that you actually look out for the account name before you do your transfer just so you're not transferring to an individual. They all have like accounts that are named after the company that you're transferring into for these purposes. Um, yeah. So on that note, thank you very much, Cormina, for joining us. Um, it was a pleasure to have you on the podcast today. Thank you. And to the regular suspects, Nusna and Alu. We shall see each other. <laughs> after 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 COVID, until we meet again. All right. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening, everyone. Goodbye. Bye. Right. Bye.